You are tuned to your friendly neighborhood radio station, KOOP, HD1, HD3, Hornsby, bringing you Reflections of Community Outreach. Roko.
Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Hot Dish Radio on Co-op 91.7 FM, Austin's Community Radio. I'm your host, Miriam Parker, and I just want to remind you all that we are still pre-recording our shows from the comfort of our homes, but hopefully we'll be back in the studio real soon. I started today's show with one of my favorites, Tom Petty running down a dream. I thought it was a fitting tribute for today's guest, Chef Amir Hajimalaki of District Kitchen and Cocktails, Oast House, Shorty's Pizza and Grinders, and soon-to-be Keepers. I brought him in to talk about a very special holiday. On March 22nd will be the first day of spring, but Persian-Americans all over will be celebrating Nowruz. It's the Rania New Year's. And for the past few years, Chef has been hosting pop-ups throughout Austin for his budding new concept that will hopefully be open soon, Roya. It means sweet dream in Farsi. Chef knows all too well how eagerly awaiting I am about this opening. Chef, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Chef, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. So for folks who aren't familiar with you, your concepts, can you share a little bit about your career path? Yeah, Miriam, thank you for having me. I was born in Tehran, Iran, and I moved to the United States when I was eight years old. Always had a love for the hospitality and food culture. And mostly that's because of the Persian culture that's surrounded by hospitality and food. I grew up here in Austin, went to Murkison Middle School and Anderson High School, graduated from Westwood, attended Texas Culinary Academy. Soon after that, I joined Kona Grill, which was a growing company at the time. And it was an opportunity for me to really kind of fine-tune my business aspect of the restaurant business, because the ultimate goal was to open up my own business. Spent many years with them, playing different roles and wearing different hats, and it really got me prepared to open District Kitchen with my brother Ali back in 2013 off of Slaughter Lane. With the help of an incredible community and our hard work, it became an instant success. Since then, we've opened three more restaurants in seven years and two more on the books for this year and hopefully Roya in the coming uh, year, possibly two years. We have District Kitchen and Cocktails. We have two locations, one on Slaughter Lane and one on Anderson Lane. We have Oast House Kitchen and Bar, which is off 620 and 2222, the Four Points area. And newly in addition to our, our concepts is Shorty's Pizzas and Grinders right above District Kitchen on Anderson Lane. And we're opening Keepers and O's House on Slaughter Lane down south. So. Truly impressive. We're looking at, what, seven restaurants now at this point? Yeah. You should be completely proud. And that's almost a restaurant a year. So fantastic, Chef. Congratulations. What motivated you to create Roya? Well, my motivation to create Roya was, is really just based off my heritage. I'm very proud of my culture and the history of the cuisine. And I'm really excited to share it in a way that people will connect to it. Based on what I see and have experienced, I think there's a lot of great Persian restaurants out there, but I feel like they're not being represented as well as I would like to represent it. So the idea is really just to bring the culture and the heritage and, and the cuisine to the forefront and really share that with, with people. I think it is a beautiful culture. I think it's something that a lot of people will connect with, and I think a lot of people are going to be excited about it. It's been something that I've been thinking about for a very long time. It's very near and dear to my heart, very nerve-wracking for me because it's literally taking something that is you and, and you want to showcase it to the best of your abilities and you want to perfect it almost. Ma'am, I think I told you about this, I don't know, five years ago at a cocktail event and it was just something that was rattling around in my head and it was just something that I've been thinking about for so long and I know you're excited about it. Since we've done these pop-ups and things like that, it just seems like people are ready and they're super excited about it as well. 
the biggest thing is to really represent this beautiful culture and share it with everybody. So for folks who aren't familiar with Persian cuisine, how would you define it? What are the key components? Well, many know it as tadig, which is the crispy stuff on the bottom of the pod that everybody loves, and I don't blame them. That is just one awesome part about the cuisine. And, and honestly, one thing that stands out to me about the cuisine, the Persian cuisine, is seasonality. I think we often nowadays, because of technology and how farming's done, I think we eat things that are out of season on a regular basis, and we probably don't even know about it. We find certain things in the grocery store year-round. And one thing about the culture, and if you look at the seasons and the different holidays, it's very seasonal. And there's a lot of stews, and Persian cuisine itself dates back to Zoroastrians, which they were actually vegetarian. So there's a lot of herbs and vegetables and things like that. When it was modernized, there was some, that's when we added meats and things like that. So you have basmati rice, and you have a stew typically, some incredible bread, but there's a wide range. Lamb is a prominent protein. But in certain regions, like north of Iran, near the Caspian Sea, and many people don't know this, but there's a lot of seafood. I mean, there's a lot of tropical fruit that people really don't think about that when they think about Iran. So there's a wide range, but a lot of it is based around rice and stews and seasonality of different vegetables and meats and stuff like that. Thank you, Seth. (laughs) Let's take a quick break for announcements, and we'll be right back. This week, Co-op begins its second membership drive while under COVID-19 restrictions. We are so grateful for the support our listeners provided in the fall and proud to be your friendly neighborhood radio station for over 26 years. Our spring membership drive runs from Monday, March 1st through Sunday, March 14th, and donations can currently be safely and quickly made at koop.org. There you'll find the convenient Donate Now button, the new range of thank you gifts, and the always anticipated t-shirt design. And remember, KOOP appreciates every contribution that continues to sustain us all. With your support, we will be there for you. Okay, and we're back. And I have Chef Amir Hajmalaki of District Kitchen, Hostel, Shorties, and soon-to-be Keepers. And he's talking about his sweet dream, Roya, a new concept that he is developing. So you take this well-honored culture, food that encompasses that culture. What are you planning on doing with that in regards to Roya? Because we've talked about this back and forth, and I know that you have some very particular thought processes about how you want to maybe elevate the cuisine. The idea of Roya is not to, by any means, change the cuisine or to, by any means, disrespect it. My grandma would argue that. There's that old school tradition of this is how we do it and this is just how we do it, which I respect. But I think to connect to this day and age of consumers and and people that are eating and for the sake of just people getting to really experience it, I think one of the things that we will be doing to kind of just elevate it is kind of repackaging the gift and giving it to people a little bit differently. And what I mean by that is, do some modernization, use some of the culinary techniques that are available to us now and modernize it, but still establish the same flavors and textures. Those are extremely important. You know, what I mean by that is there's certain dishes that I've done in the past 
deconstructing a tagine, which is a rice cake that's mixed with egg yolks and saffron and yogurt and chicken and barberries, and it's kind of cooked in a pan. It gets a nice, beautiful, crispy tagine around it, and then on the inside, you cut it, and it's nice and cakey, and, and it's delicious. But what we did was we deconstructed that. Did the little rice cake, and then we made a saffron yogurt spear to go on top, and we cooked it with a really beautiful duck breast, and, and we took the barberries and made a really nice velvety sauce. But when you eat all that together, it represents exactly what the classic dish is and flavors and textures. It's just modernized, so it connects with this day and age of consumers. And I think that's what we're missing. I feel like we haven't taken that next step to really connect. And I think the components are all there. We know people love the cuisine. It's just when we bring it into Roya, how do we connect? And there's just a lot of things about Roya that I'm very partial that I really want to have. And one of those things is having the restaurant in a house. And why is that important? That's because in Iran, you get the best meal at somebody's home. It's all about hospitality. It's all about people coming to your home and you taking care of them and not coming in and ordering one, one entree and you sit there and eat it. Because in Iran, when you come into somebody's house and there's like five, six things on the table, way more than we could ever eat, but there's always something in case you don't like something, right? It's like this hospitality. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure your guest is fulfilled and happy. And that's why Roya will be a little bit more of a shared plate to where you can get ormasabzi, which is an herb stew, and you can get your favorite, okayme, um, and you can get a kebab, right? So you can share these things amongst your friends and be able to, what I envision and why I got into this business was to have good friends come together over delicious food and have a experience. All the struggles get left behind at that moment and everybody's coming together, whatever their beliefs are, and they're coming together and having a good time, having an experience over delicious foods. So there's a lot of these little things that over the years I've thought of and how we want to represent this concept and how it connects to the culture. So those are some of the things that you'll see at Royal. I'm so excited. And from personal experience, I think I eat it probably about two plates of food every time I come over. <laughs> it's so good. good. It's so good. So do you foresee doing any pop-ups this year so people get a chance to try some of this beautiful food that you make? We have been working on one, and we'll be announcing it very soon, very, very soon. And the best way to, to kind of learn about those things is follow us on Instagram, Roya Austin. Once you're on there, you'll be one of the first to know about it. We are working on it, and, and it's something that we have to share it. We have to continue to share it until the restaurant opens so we can share it every day. But until then, we have to do these little pop-ups. We didn't get to do one last year because of the pandemic, of course, but this year we've been thinking about putting one together this year. It'll be pandemic-proof. We'll have everybody safely dine in. and But we'll announce that real soon. Just stay tuned and follow us on Royal Austin on Instagram to get the most up-to-date info. Sounds great. So let's talk about Nehru's. With, with Persian culture, I feel like people are becoming more and more aware. And I think mm -hmm. Nehru's is something that maybe gets thrown out these days and people aren't necessarily familiar with what it is. So what is Nehru's exactly? Nehru's literally translates to... New day. No is, is new and Ruse is day. No Ruse is the first day of spring. We celebrate as the new year. New beginnings, things are coming into life. And Zoroastrians were very spiritual. They, they believed in fire and earth. And No Ruse dates back, I don't know the exact date to be honest, but it's a, it's a very old tradition. It's a new day. It's a, the first day of spring and that's our new year. 
What is your favorite Nowruz tradition or memory? So Nowruz lasts 13 days. Those 13 days, there's a lot of uh, families and friends that get together and exchange gifts and celebrate. A lot of amazing food gets thrown out. And that's one of the things I remember the most of, you know, just everywhere we went, there's delicious food. And some of the common dishes that are served in, in my family for no roots are sabzi polo, which is a herbed rice. And typically that's served with fish, pan fried fish, ashreshte, which is a noodle. It's like a soup with um, long noodles in it. And the noodle symbolized good fortune for the new year. And then sabzi kuku, which is a herb frittata. Uh, those are some of the common things that you'll see. And everybody has some different variations of what they like to cook and do. But those are some of the common things. By far, those are my favorite things. I just absolutely enjoy being in the kitchen with my grandma and cooking. But right before Nowruz, the last Wednesday of the year, technically, so the Wednesday right before Nowruz, there's a celebration called Charshamba Suri. Which is kind of a celebration that we got to shoot off fireworks and jump over bonfires and all that has symbolism in it. Jumping over bonfires, is, you're jumping into the new year and the fire's cleansing you or I don't know exactly how to explain it. As a child, that was one of my favorite things because I get to shoot off fireworks and do all kinds of crazy stuff and shut on my mom. But <laughs> but no rude, the, the culture is it's a lot of fun. I relate it to you for people to understand. It's kind of like Christmas holidays several weeks of exchanging gifts and visiting family and having delicious food. And, and it's really about unity and bringing people together and having a great time and enjoying each other. So that's one of my absolute favorite parts of it, giving me a little gift. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely the little gifts. I yeah. always appreciate that as a kid growing up. And then when I got older, <laughs> I definitely loved jumping over the fire, even though I was totally terrified the whole time. <laughs> um, my cousins would always make me jump over the fire, and it was just such a nightmare. And and then my mom also would do the half scene. And for people who aren't familiar with half scene, it's this beautiful setup that's usually set up in your home, similar to like an altar, would you say? Like an altar, yeah. kind of like they would have the goldfish, which now apparently you can't buy goldfish anymore <laughs> during Norris, yeah. But And then you have yeah. like the shireen, so the sweets. And then you have all these different other things mm-hmm. that, you know, there's like the mirror and there's some kind of gold representation. Yeah. Um, A book of wisdom. Just, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then you have the so, half scene relates to the seven scenes, the items that start with the scene in Farsi, like right. sabzi, uh, which is the herbs, and feed, which is garlic, you know, seed, which is apple. So there's, it's just this beautiful presentation. It is. And my mom would grow, she would take lentils and she would grow the green that would be represented on the half scene. And I and I remember when I was a kid, I used to try to steal the cookies that she would buy. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> really mad at me. So much tradition. It's in general, I feel like Persian culture has just has a richness to it. There's lots of layers, so many meanings behind everything that we do, and I think that's why I'm excited about Roya's because I recognize that that's what you're trying to do is just really kind of layer on all these different meanings to make a rich experience for everybody that comes in. I'm really excited. You mentioned Dadik, and I think this is an important topic, not just because it's delicious, but the fact mm-hmm. that it has become so popular in mainstream culinary discussions these days. I think if you go back and look, there's there is some form of tadik in a lot of different other cultures, but tadik in general, I feel like is a word that I'm hearing a lot more. I think we can credit people like Flamino Strat, who you know, thanks to her her show on Netflix, sharing her mm-hmm. culture that way and, and and sharing it in a in a in a way and, and through her articles in New York Times. So I'm excited to see that, especially see other cultures being represented great to see that our culture is being represented. 
do you have any thoughts as to maybe why now seems to be the time where we're seeing more Persian culture being infused into the mainstream kind of culinary dialogue? If you think about just the rise in culinary and the popularity of chefs and things like that over the last years, and and now when we're talking about in the last few years of especially in the in the U.S. of uh, what is U.S. and it's it's a melting pot of different cultures. I mean, it's it, it's uh, a lot of people have immigrated immigrated over here, and and I think what that brings is delicious cuisine. And and with the culinary and the immigration and and kind of the focus on all those things. I'm not surprised to see the Persian culture or the cuisine coming up in that because the cuisine is, as a chef, and you ask any chef, rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain, I mean, his show that when he was in Iran, I mean, all the things that you look for as a chef when you're eating is there. I mean, we use a lot of vinegar, you know, the textures, and the tadig is just one of those things that people can connect with because everybody loves crispy, chewy, delicious rice fried in the bottom and it's just it's all this work that it gets to it and, and you're so proud when it comes out great and even if it doesn't come out great you still love it because it's still good and I'm not surprised I am excited to see so many people that are now sharing those things and putting that out there because I do think it's a it's a culture and cuisine that it really connects with a lot of people it's very palate friendly if I if that's the right word to use it because it's a lot of freshness it's and from what I see in friends that I've had that never had Persian cuisine and when I serve it to them, I've never had anybody say, yeah, you know what, I don't really like this. It's always been, wow, I'm surprised I've never had this before. This is delicious. And can I have more of that tadik? It all kind of falls back <laughs> on tadik. But, but it's super cool to see that. And I think it's amazing. And it's just more reason to do a concept like Royer here in Austin. It gives us a little bit more culture here in Austin, too, which, which wouldn't hurt. I love it. Well, Chef, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, especially when we talk about Persian food. I feel like I'm always learning something from you. How can people stay connected with you, your concepts? Is Instagram the best way to, to find out what's happening at your different concepts? We're working on getting uh, the, the website kind of launched, and that way people can connect, and maybe people can share their emails with us on there. That way they can stay tuned. I know we've had several people that have come up to me and said we've, we've missed the last couple pop-ups because it was sold out so i think that's the best way to connect right now on instagram hear about our happenings that are coming up very soon no just right around the corners yeah instagram is the best way to find us right now and connect with us right now and that's roya austin correct that's right all right great well thank you so much Seth. happy new year happy new year thank you so much for having me Thank you for tuning in to Co-op's Reflections of Community Outreach Show, ROCO. Every first Monday, we feature Hot Dish Radio with Mariam Parker. Joining Mariam today was Chef Amir Hajimaleki, bringing us up to date with history and the Persian New Day, now Ruse. It is a new day for KOP2, the first day of our spring membership drive. As we have for more than 26 years, we depend on the support of our listeners like you. We are well aware of the great toll that the year-long pandemic and the too-long deep freeze has taken on us all. Co-op appreciates every contribution that continues to sustain us all. With your support, we will be there for you. Now back to Mariam. We're closing today's show with one of his favorite Persian songs, Ali Rashbi, Chehube. And we'll be back on April 5th. I hope you stay safe, have a great week, and until next time, thank you for tuning in. 
بودم دست تو تو دستامه من آتیشم با تو چه خوب دنیام رویای من بذار نگات همینجوری تو نگام بمونه عشقای تو بارونه چه شد رنگین کمونه تو چه ساده شدی همه دنیای من Listen to co-op's diverse, eclectic, rocking, local, jazzy, unique, topical, all-volunteer, engaging, loungy, thought-provoking, progressive, dark-sided, country, psychedelic, and ever-changing, entertaining schedule throughout the week.